0: So then, let me outline for you here in a minute just what we're going to do and show you how quickly I can do this this morning. Number one, we're going to talk about understanding the vow. We're going to talk about, number two, believers, vows that believers make, number three, the dangerous vows. So then let's move right along. Understanding the vow. Let's look in Acts chapter 21, if you please. First of all, from last message I preached from Acts chapter 20, remember that Paul had bid farewell to the Ephesian elders. Paul had set his face like flint to go to Jerusalem. And he said that the prophecies had went before him and upon him, that if he went to Jerusalem, that imprisonments awaited him. Paul made the statement, none of these things move me. And I asked the question, what motivates you? What motivates you. What was Paul motivated by? Paul said, I'm going to Jerusalem that I may finish the ministry of preaching the gospel that was given to me by Jesus Christ. Nothing would deter him. Nothing would stop him. And so we come into Acts chapter 21. And he's moving away from from that area. And they stop in at Philip's house. And there Philip has four daughters who prophesy. And a prophet came down to visit with Philip named Agabus. And Agabus took a piece of his garment and wrapped it around Paul and said, Paul, if you go to Jerusalem, this is what will happen to you. They will put you in chains. Paul made a statement. And we're going to get to that statement in a minute. But... First, I want to move down and I want to look at this vow. That Paul makes. I want to read the scripture to you. I want you to go to verse 17. And when we came to Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the day following, Paul went in with us unto James. Now this is James, who is the leader of the church in Jerusalem. He is the half-brother of Jesus. I say half-brother because he did not have the same father. They had the same mother, but they didn't have the same father. And all the elders were present. Now remember that the leadership of the entire church The oversight, the bishops were at Jerusalem. And Paul and James and Peter and all the others that went out to preach were subject unto these men and and were in submission to them. And when he had saluted them, he declared particularly what things God had wrought among the Gentiles by his ministry. And when they heard it, they glorified the Lord and said unto him, Thou seest, brother, how many thousands of Jews there are which believe, and they are all zealous of the law. They came back to, at Paul and said, Yes, we're so glad that your ministry has been successful and that many Gentiles have believed, but Paul, are you aware that many Jews have believed, many of them even of the sect of the Pharisees, and they are very zealous for the law of Moses. Now watch. And they are informed of thee that thou teachest all the Jews which are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, saying that they ought not to circumcise their children, neither to walk after the customs. Now, no such thing had happened. Paul did not teach them that. But see how rumors can spread and things can be corrupted. What is it, therefore? The multitude must needs come together, for they will hear that thou art come. In other words, Paul, the word is going to spread that you're here. And a lot of these Jewish believers are going to come and they want to know what you really teach. What are you going to do, Paul? Do, therefore, this that we say to thee. Do what we say. These are the elders. Paul, we suggest this. We have four men with a vow on them. This is the Nazarite vow. You're going to hear more about that in a minute. Them take and purify thyself with them and be at charges with them that they may shave their heads... And all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing. In other words, Paul, by doing this, you are going to put to rest this false rumor that you have taught people that they don't have to obey any of the Mosaic law. And that you have cast off all that Moses taught. And he goes on and he says, Whereof they were informed concerning thee are nothing, but that thou thyself also walkest orderly and keepest the law. As touching the Gentiles, which believe, we have written... And concluded that they observe no such thing. In other words, the Gentiles are not bound. We maintained that originally when we first dealt with this issue with the Gentiles. We still maintain they are not bound by any Jewish rituals or laws. That they themselves keep themselves from things offered to idols and from blood and from strangled and from fornication. Now, if you go back and read earlier in the book of Acts, you'll see exactly that's exactly what they said. All right. Does it support Surprise us that Paul would engage in a religious ritual after preaching the message of the new covenant. Look at what Paul said earlier in the book when they said to him, "You go to Jerusalem, they're going to put you in chains." Paul said again another vow: "I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus." That's a vow. He's about to be tested.